played with Sligo, Boyle down the years, and now they're back with Carrick. So, and they'll be very strong as well. So, um, Mayo Meteors as well, in, based in Castle Bear. They're not an easy task as well. They're a young team and they'll have only got better from last year. So it's not going to be that many easy games. Obviously, Donegal will be looking to um, um, regain the title as well. So uh, it's hard it's hard to call a favourite in it, to be honest. And uh, like I said, home games will be big, you know, um, winning at home, using our home advantage. We're used to the rims. The crowd gets behind us all the time. So... Um, it's going to be no easy games and hopefully we can make the whole fortress for ourselves this year to make sure we get um, a strong basis a strong collection of wins at home that's it and uh, you know that. thanks very much for doing uh, Castlery Cavaliers podcast with us before, before we go there's, you'd like to thank your sponsors as always and uh, you know like, like you said at the start there uh, some lovely gear as well for you yeah so Obviously, a big thanks to Anthony Cahill. He got us our new men's gear this year. Um, so we'll be um, debuting that on Saturday night. Um, we're waiting on Shooting Tops, Bastion Kitchen, there on Patrick Street. Um, we'd like to thank Josie in there and all the girls. They got behind us and sponsored some tops for the women's team. Mike Callahan Construction. Um, obviously, Michael, the young fella, is on the team. Cousin of mine um, sponsored tops for the men's team. So a big thank you to Mike. And um, Harmac as well, we're using the um, women's jerseys from last year. Again, the lovely baby blue jerseys. Harmac looked after those last year. So um, good to be back in those lovely kits as well with the women's team this year. And we'll be welcoming um, sponsors back on board for this year. Um, obviously, McGorty's got us last year, helped us out a lot. Benny's Deli, uh, Lions Mace helped us out. Um, Wispy's down on Patrick Street. Um to name but a few so yeah we're currently actually looking for a bit more support so I don't know if anyone will be listening to this if they want to get in touch through the Facebook page if they're interested in a sponsorship opportunity but um, like you said it's so important to us we're very proud to represent Castlery um, so uh, it's um, a privilege to have so many local businesses willing to get on board so yeah thanks to everybody for supporting and hopefully we can do you proud going into the season that's it and uh, we'll be looking forward I'd like to wish you all the best for, for the season ahead and looking forward to doing many more uh, podcasts throughout the season so best of luck Saturday and I look forward to talking to you again about the, the match of the weekend so talk to you then Great Aidan thanks a million appreciate it no chat you next week No problem thanks very much and that's Thomas Callan a coach and player with uh, Castlery Cavaliers Hello everyone, how you doing? And you're very welcome to this week's League of Ireland chat with myself, Aidan Rafferty. And of course we have, as always, uh, Robbie, Mul- Robbie Mulvey from Alone Community Radio talking about all things League of Ireland. Hello Robbie, how are you? Are you well? I'm good, Aidan. What's the crack? Not too bad. Great to have you on board as well. And uh, I suppose we, we better uh, start off with, uh, with the h- historic news of the Ireland ladies team qualifying for the World Cup, their first World Cup ever. It's it, it's a huge achievement and it, it's great to see the girls um, the girls qualifying for that and it's it's a huge thing. Uh, I suppose a lot of the cynics and that w- w- would um, kind of say that it was lessened by the fact that uh, about the uh, cer- certain songs that were going on, but uh, we, we won't delve into that. It can't overshadow whatever whatever happened like that. It can't overshadow such a great such a great achievement. Yeah, that's strictly staying on the field. I think uh, it was a fantastic performance. I think the whole team put in a, a tremendous performance on the night. They were going up a, a really tough uh, side on the day. And look, I think, you know, Amber Heard is now, or Amber, Amber Heard, Amber Barrett has seized her moment coming off the bench. And she's now up there with Packy Bonner and Tally United, Shane Long versus Germany, you know, Ray Houghton in, in 88. There's been so many great moments and she's, you know, managed to put herself in those in those moments. I mean, she had a big, uh, you know, she had a big um, impact on the on the game. Obviously, um, she came off she came off the bench. She um, as a forward on the bench, your your main job is to keep an eye on the opposition defense and see if you know if there's any weak weak points or if there's any ways you can get in behind the defense and, and make your presence felt. And that's exactly what she did. I think. She had a fantastic first touch, 
you know, if that was anybody else, it possibly would have bounced off a toe and went somewhere else. But her first touch was brilliant. I think her second touch was even more pivotal. Pivotal, if you actually go and watch the, the goal again that she scored, she took one small touch before uh, poking it past the goalkeeper, and I think that was the important touch that that she took just to steady herself and to, you know, get her sights on goal. And I think, you know, if you go back and look at the the goal again, it was a fantastic finish just on the outside of our right foot. And, you know, it was a finish that any forward would be proud of. That's it. And uh, I suppose you, you could say it was the right, it fell to the right player at the right time in the right situation. And, uh, of course, you know, all the players did, did brilliantly. But I suppose, uh, you know, behind every good team is a good manager. And Vera Powell, it has to be said, uh, can be really proud of this group of girls. Uh, yeah, you know, she seemed to have just got everything right. I was going to say that, in fact. You know, you got to give credit to Vera Powell. She made the right decision at the right time. And she made the right, you know, she made the right call with the right player, and you know it, it paid off. That's what experience does for you. That's what knowing the game inside out for you does, does for you. She's got a, a fantastic reputation. She's managed all over the world, and funnily enough, she actually managed in Scotland before she actually uh, came to manage in Ireland. So she would have known some of the Scottish girls inside out too. So you know, I mean, she set the team up right. They defended really well all through the match. And again, right place, right time, right call off the bench. So, full credit to Vera Powell, no question. And uh, of course, you, you know, it, it all just didn't fit into into place this year. It it, uh, it took a couple of years to develop because there was a lot of a lot of disappointments. Obviously, you know, Kiev uh, being being one of them. That that game that, that was kind of a very hard luck. So, I suppose from the from the hard luck stories, you, you get the strength. And you, you learn from those, and this is the fruits of those. Um, you know, sometimes you have to lose matches to, to kind of get to something like this. And uh, I suppose really looking at it, looking ahead to it now is the uh, the group that they're going to be in in the World Cup. I know it's a, it's a bit ahead, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be that that's going to be interesting as well. Yeah, I think one of the things that it's done is it's given us something to look forward to next year. Obviously, it's been a disappointing few years for the men's side. We've all we've gone through the old Nations League and the uh, the European. Uh, sorry, the World Cup campaign, and it definitely hasn't been, you know, it's it's been nothing to write home about so far. But look, the ladies have been the one shining light. Uh, you know, obviously, um, there was a disappointing campaign last year, the way it kind of ended up. And I know that Vera Powell said um, in the interview after the match that, look, she's going to stick around, there's more work to do, the journey isn't done yet. And I think she's got unfinished business. And I think. You know, the fact she's gotten us to, you know, our first ever World Cup final. Um, or sorry, World Cup finals. You've got to say, you've got to say um, that. Look, she's kind of been true to her word, and she's uh, managed to. Well, I would say she got them over the line, but I would say that she's, you know, she's taken that heart and she's taken that motivation and she's put it into the right kind of places, um, and that's been on the field and um, with the. She's built a, a team that's. Um, not just, you know, it's got the ability and talent on the field, but the mentality to kind of get through tough times, and that's something that's that they've carried through to this year. And of course, you you know those situations as well um, that they've learned from that they've lost. They'll be essential in the World Cup itself because you, you know up, uh, when they're in this World Cup uh, tournament, they're going to be up against some top sides who, who will present them with a lot of problems, and that's where that that experience will come to the fore. Um, so that they'll be they'll have learned from the mistakes and they'll they'll know how to handle those situations. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, they're in pot three, so you know they're in with Denmark, Switzerland, Colombia, Argentina, Vietnam, Costa Rica, Jamaica. So. You look at part one, you've got some very tough teams like Sweden, England, uh, who won the European Championships this year, Germany, USA, France, Spain. So, it's you know, it's it's not going to be, whoever they get, it's not going to be an easy draw. But I think, look, you know, I think the, the mentality that they take there is going to be absolutely crucial. Like, I think, the, you know, if they go there and think, okay, well, we're just here for a good time, then... Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. But I mean, I don't think that's the mentality you're going to want to take. They're going to want to compete with the best of them because they know how hard they fought to get there. Um, so they're not just going to go and show up and have a, a good time. They're going to go there to compete. So we're going to have to wait and see how the draw works out. But 
it looks like it could very well potentially be a very similar draw to the men's team. That's it, and uh, of course, like when you get to a World Cup final, there's no easy games in the in the in the group stages. Uh, we'd like we'd like to wish them all the best, and we're we're all very proud of uh, Vera Powell and, and uh, her her group of girls, and we we hope hopefully they can do us proud. And uh, I suppose moving over to the men's uh, the the men's team as well, like you just pointed out there, and um, yeah, it looks like a very tough draw. I mean, you know, uh, Holland and Holland and France, um, you know, t- very top uh, very, very tough games to to overcome um are we are we turning the corner at the right time have we got what it takes to come up against the the quality of the, the you know the quality of the french team obviously former world cup champions and of course the a dutch team that, that that are that are quality as well um what are your thoughts on the group yeah i think look i think it's, we have shown in the past people forget the fact that we took on uh, Portugal and you know Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, and all of these guys uh, over the last year. And you know we were only about twenty seconds away from beating uh, Portugal if it wasn't for Ronaldo coming in and the referee adding a, an extra couple of minutes onto added time. So it's not like we're not capable of putting in a performance like that. But the problem is, is I just think that at the moment there's too many injuries within the team at the moment, and I think there's not enough strength and depth. I think in the next few years, there are a number of young players that I think will kind of make a huge impact on the team and could potentially be, um, you know, player uh, team-defining players over the next few years, but they're not there yet. And they're only, a lot of these guys are only 17, 18, 19. So, you know, I know it's, we're going to have to wait and see over the next few years how they kind of work out. But at the moment, I just don't think there's enough strength and depth for the team to kind of compete on this level for a sustained period. Um, you're, talking, you're asking them to to put in four performances that that would ask them to go to the well, and I'm just not sure they're capable of doing that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not... I don't know if we're capable of qualifying, but I do know we're going to put in some good performances, and I do know we do have one or two performances in us that could potentially upset some of the big teams I just don't think we're able to do it more than once or twice that's it and uh, you, you know it's a tough group so we're going to have to have to dig deep and find something special um, you know to do, to do something really serious and to you know to do what it takes to to, to qualify I mean there's three, there's two good teams uh, seated above us so it's going to be it's not going to be easy but Anton that's worth doing is never easy I suppose but uh, I suppose mo- moving on to the domestic scene in the League of Ireland uh, just looking uh, looking back at results and looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures yeah, absolutely. Well, the game's for tonight. Um, the big game this evening is Shamrock Rovers versus St. Pat's Athletic. That's going to be on TV. Um, Shamrock Rovers are six points of Derry City with three games to play uh, to, uh, to Derry's four games. So a slip up tonight will create a, a bit of a showdown when the top two meet at Tala on Halloween. Um, Rovers, obviously, you know, they could potentially wrap up their third successful title um, with, without goalkeeper uh, Alan Manis while you know St. Pat's travelled down to town without suspended John, uh, sorry Tom Gravosti while uh, Tim Clancy is also confined to the stand um, but um, yeah look this is going to be a big game for, for both teams obviously St. Pat's are still chasing a European place and um it's going to have to be a big game tonight. If you look at uh, some of the other games too, for example, uh, let me see. I'm going to see if I can find Derry City here. Um, they've got a big game against. Um, they've got a, a big game tonight against uh, um, Shelburne in the. It's going to. That's going to be. Um, that's going to be a kind of a dress rehearsal for the FAI Cup final. So, listen. I mean, it's. Chels are pretty safe at the moment. They're not going to be too worried about the, this game. They're, they're, all, they're just going to be getting themselves ready for the final, whereas Derry are still chasing uh, Shamrock Rovers, so they're going to be looking to pick up the points. So you can look for Derry to be more invested in tonight's game, but Shelburne are still capable of causing the problems. 
Derry, um, I mean, they've got Michael Duffy back from a, a fractured tibia, so, you know, he'll make a huge difference to the team tonight. Um, for Shells, it's a case of just keep things ticking over and see how she goes. So, tough game tonight, but I definitely expect Derry City to, to get all three points. That's it, and of course, uh, you know they're they're buzzing ahead of the the FAI Cup final as well. So they've uh, they, they've great incentive, and uh, as you said, it's a dress rehearsal. So I suppose uh, in Division One, then. Yeah, looking at the first division, so a couple of big games tonight. At uh, Town have their final away ga- uh, game this this year. They're going to be away to Waterford at the RFC. They've been the foreign team, in fact, in the league over the last few weeks. They've won four games and one draw and they actually beat Cork City the promoted side last weekend in a 3-2 win so they're on a fantastic run at the moment Waterford of course are still chasing the top two um, so they're going to be tricky opposition for Athlone Galway United well their game is up really um, they've, uh, they've got a home game against Longford Town who you would expect to beat uh, Cork City take on Bray Wonders. They're already promoted. They might give a couple of the young guys an opportunity tonight. Uh, Treaty United take on Wexford, and uh, that's at 7:45 as well at um, the market, uh, the market gardens, um, or market field, I should say. Um, so those are tonight's uh, matches on, mon- uh, on Monday in the Premier Division. You've got Shelburne taking on UCD at 7:45. That's going to be a talk apart. Slugger Rovers host Derry City at 7.45 at uh, the showgrounds. On, uh, on next Friday, we're in the Premier Division, you've got Shelburne taking on Drogheda United, Dundalk taking on Bohemian, Sligo taking on St. Pat's, and Finn Harps taking on UCD, but we'll talk about those games next week. That's great. Well, listen, thanks very much for taking the time out to do League of Ireland chat with us, and we'll do it all again next week. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was uh, Robbie Mulvey from Athlone Community Radio doing League of Ireland chat with us. Hello and you're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery. And uh, yeah, we, we're just going to have a, a bit of a change. As you know, uh, last weekend, uh, Ballygar won the, the Junior A final, the Junior A Hurling final. And um, so dur- during last week, um, Damien Finneran caught up with, with a few of the, with a few people involved in the team, uh, Ryan Duffy and uh, Enda as well. So uh, that interview is coming up after this. Damien Finneran here, Ross. Um, I just want to quit um, Ballygar after winning the Junior A final, so I just need to get uh, a few words here with Ryan Duffy. Um, just to explain, I suppose, really quick, that um, uh, a couple of years ago, as a club, we we, um, we moved in to, um, to Kilkern, Clumburn, um, uh, Glinsk, um, Glanamaddy, and they, they've joined up, as, you know, we've amalgamated with them. What does it mean for that whole area to play Ireland, and what has it meant for you to play Ireland with Ballygar? I suppose up, up in any direction where I'm from myself um, hurling really isn't heard of I suppose North Galway there's a, there's a stigma around um, hurling um, but they able to come down here and Badagar welcomed us so well and this showed today that hurling in North Galway is alive and we are not to be forgotten about up, up this side and um, what is it uh, you, you've been underage hurling here with Badagar as well so with the underage Great structure uh, in Ballygar Harland good. We supported well when he when he were um, at underage level. Look, I suppose uh, when I was under sixteen, we, we won the county championship, um, and like the whole way up through, there's nothing but support. And the development of Ballygar uh, Harland at the minute is absolutely exceptional. They're going around to different local clubs. It's like my, my own club, Glen, and uh, offering um, training to try and encourage kids to, that they're not afraid to come up and play hurling for Ballygar, which is, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. Okay, thanks very much, Ryan. I've been to Lockto with me here, um, Ballygar after winning the Junior A, so we're playing intermediate hurling. Um, so uh, I'm just wondering a few words from Enda about he also plays county hurling with, with Longford. So um, what does it mean to you to win to win this today? Thanks, so. just it means everything. Uh, we're trying the last 25, 30 years to get here. Um, so emotional because it's it just seems a joy and elation here in the dressing room. But it means everything because we trained hard all year, come together as a group the last couple of weeks and really really pushed. 
We got over the line by a point. We didn't do it easy way at the end, but we got over the line. That's all that matters. So I'm just delighted by it for everyone, Paddy Carr, Newbridge, Toho Gar, Clad and Maddie, Clint, everyone that's playing with us today. I'm so proud of all the lads that gave it everything. But if we go again for next year, I'm just so happy for everyone. Thanks. Okay. Kinda, thanks very much. And um, uh, wish you the best of luck in the intermediate next year. It's going to be a big couple of years for ourselves. Thanks, David. Computers for you. Technology you can trust. Get the best deals here with over 15 years serving the community. We offer superior service at affordable prices. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, tablet or PC or wish to trade in your existing laptop, we offer excellent value on purchase and special offers. We have stores in Balladreen, County Roscommon, Ballina in County Mio. We are your local one-stop shop for all your computer requirements and friendly service. Visit our website on computersforyou.ie or call us on 094-9862-599 and find us on Facebook, Computers For You and Twitter. Computers For You, technology you can trust. Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome to this place. Uh, I the score with myself, Aidan Rafferty and as always we have former Limerick Senior Hurler, Andrew O'Shaughnessy. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Are you well? I'm not too bad, Ron Waden. Yourself? That's good. That's good. Plenty of hurling to look at this weekend in the Senior Hurling Championship. And uh, I suppose we'll uh, we'll start off at the um, in, in the Kilkenny Senior Hurling County Final. Uh, what a, it's a game I was watching myself. What, what a great hurling final it was between James Stevens and Ballyhale um, Shamrocks. Uh, a guy sent off, but... Uh, yeah, it's a game that seemed to have everything. Yeah, it was, geez, it was a very frantic and very intense. There was a lot of big hits going in. Um, it's reflective of the way Hurling is going at the inter-county scene. It's been replicated at the club scene and you see that with the amount of county players on both teams that naturally enough they're going to bring that to the club team and it was extremely intense. And sure, what else would you expect from a Kilkenny County final? The hall match of their Hurling essentially is work rate and work ethic and that's certainly on, on display on Sunday. That's it, and uh, of course, uh, you know it was a great performance. I suppose you could say that, uh, you know, James Stevens did try to make a comeback, but towards the end, then, um, you know, Ballyhale Shamrocks pu- pulled away with some with some great scores, didn't they? Yeah. So when you talk about a team and experience, what 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 does experience mean? What does it bring to a team? And how do you see it? That's exactly how it is when you're when you're winning a game and it's near. It's coming into the, the final moments where it's it's vital. It's important that you close the game out and you do the simple things right and draw freeze or if you give away a freeze, you give away a freeze in the right areas up in the full forward line. And that's exactly what Ballyhale did. They got their scores and they're they're cute and wise enough and they showed the experience and how to kill a game off. That's it, and uh, you know it was uh, it was a great county final. Not the not the best kind of weather for uh, for, for great hurling, but uh, you know it was a great match D- despite the the bad weather. The you know both teams made it a great match. What was your view on the sending off? It it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a unnecessary, and uh, and it was a bit of a debacle as well. A bit of, a bit of a fight near it broke out as well. Yeah, so it's always hard, like in, especially in this weather, about sending off sites. So a lot of things that happen under normal conditions and whatever happens, you could say, right, that's a bad bit, he has to go. But in a, when it's kind of the weather like yesterday and the incidents that happen, it's, it's, a lot of it can be associated to the weather. People could slip into tackles and people could be fouled and didn't get a free and they react that way. And I'm not saying it's all the weather because obviously actions do happen, but you have to have a bit of sympathy towards towards referees. It's hard to make these calls, and especially with the weather, because... Like I, like I was at another match in Limerick yesterday, and it's, it's very hard to make these calls with the weather conditions. They have to be sympathetic towards players as well for all the effort they're putting in, and they're not used to playing conditions like that. They're trained to be playing in good weather, and it's just it, it's harsh, especially like you no know, one's get sent off, and particularly you don't want to get sent off in the county final, which arguably could turn the game and did turn the game. So I, I'll I'll plead the fifth in that one. I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there. But um, I suppose overall, though, Belly Hale Shamrocks were deserved winners on the day. Yeah, they're touched with that bit slicker. Uh, they seem to stick more to the system and play like uh, all the balls that you really got. Like he didn't hit, uh, very rarely hit the ball long. He just looked for a spare man 10, 15 yards out and give him a perfect pass to the hand. And then they'd worked it from there. Like so, no, they, they seemed a better, better oil machine yesterday, and certainly. And moving over to your to your own county of Limerick, uh, what what has been going on? Yeah, so we have the county finals and we decided so the semi finals are on this weekend. So in the Pierce we're playing on Saturday in Kamalak, then you had Dune and Kamalak 
on yesterday in Brough. So on Saturday, your your fancy team Kildima eventually bowed out. So they're after going out both hurling and football semi-finals or the knockout stages in the last two weeks. Unfortunately, uh, on Saturday they were convincingly beaten. To be honest, uh, I think it was one twenty-three to nine points. And Napier Sheik looked extremely slick. They were extremely physical. They're very good in the tackle. They're very good moving the ball out, whether it be it a short hand pass or a short strike. They're extremely slick. They're like they're they're on they're on form. They're hitting form at the right time. So they'll be clear favourites for the final. And you couldn't argue with that. And then say yesterday, then it was like Ballyhale, but it was probably worse. The, the weather was absolutely atrocious. Uh, from throwing, there was a half back for. For Dune, got a bad injury after 12 minutes and he, he had 12 injuries, he could have broken something and that would held up the match for 12 minutes in the first half and the team in rain. It was, geez, it was diabolical conditions. Uh, Dune were the, played the better hurling. They were physical, they were aggressive. They just want, it seemed like they wanted the ball more and they used the ball better when in position. When in position. Kamala gave up a lot of soft frees, gave up a lot of soft turnovers in position. Again, albeit the weather was atrocious, but they gave up stuff that you shouldn't really be giving up in any, any weather. Uh, and do led for the whole game down to the last puck of the game so it came down to a long range free come on we're two points down ball dropped in goalie batted out sub came on bounce pulled got a connection saved again came out then another sub rose the ball and he was manhandled but everyone he, was, he wasn't going to strike the ball but in fairness to Robbie he dropped the ball kicked it in and come on one by a point a bit of daylight Robbie but a good result yeah, and of course, you know, it's uh, these things can be decided on could be decided on uh, fine margins, which which appears to be the case. So I suppose looking on the next, looking on to the next round around the the in um in Limerick, what are your thoughts on that? Um, if you start the year, like you're always going to say, if you're picking out county finals, you would have said Nipirshik, Kamalak, and Kamalak, the county reigning county champions, Nipirshik or Nipirshik. So we know what they bring to the table. So it's a good final to have. Um, based on two performances over the weekend, people say it's Nibirshi's clear, clear as day, which is, you have to go off the performances. But saying that Nibirshi played on a Saturday, weather wasn't too bad, so it was a bit easier for her. Yesterday was, you can't judge anything off yesterday. Yesterday was absolutely appalling, atrocious. You could not really get any system or style going yesterday. So the most important thing from yesterday, and indeed from Nibirshi's semi-final, is to get over the semi-final. Everyone says semi-finals are there to go on. That's all you remember. So both teams be happy they got through and progressed, and then a body of work to be done over the next two weeks. So it's shaping up to be a good county final. Yeah, because I suppose really, in, in fairness, like you were just saying, like the the semi finals, it was the weather was atrocious, and for the county final, it could be lovely. But um, I suppose for 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 Kilmallock in the final, um, you know, looking at are, are there any areas that they need to improve on, especially you know when they're playing a quality side like they will be playing in the county final. Uh, you know, against Napierci, um is there anything that they need to kind of brush up on? Um, because I suppose you know if they <laughs> Napierci are the side, the kind of side. If you make any mistakes, you know they'll be they'll be punished. So um, I suppose if there's any mistakes that they made that Kamalik made yesterday, they need to kind of work on them over the next couple of weeks until the final, until the county final. Yeah, sure. Look, you can't, again, you can't judge anything off yesterday because, again, as I said, the weather was absolutely atrocious. You'd be just hoping that it's dry for the county final day. Come on, I can plenty of stuff to work on, but a lot of it can be put down to the actual weather. So they have been hurt yeah. quite well all year. The, their style is good, so they're very very similar to Napierchik. They both play the same style. They both have marquee players. So come out of eight that are involved with the county in a round, and then Napierchik are similar enough to six or seven. So they're all, it's going to be so close. Um, it's actually a great county final to have should be good for neutrals so all both teams I imagine are just going to be trying to work work on what they've been doing all year and just improving and speeding it up and that's all it is and of course looking at looking at Dublin as well it was a unique uh, unique in Dublin as in the you know the same uh, county finalists in Harlan are also in the football uh, obviously Kimiko Crooks uh, won the football yesterday so uh, what's the story in uh, obviously both teams are the same in the Harlan county final what were your thoughts on that? Yeah it's interesting like there was a novel enough now being in the county final in both codes uh, it's uh, reflective of the both clubs and how, how strong they are and the effort they're putting in and I imagine like the crossover players wouldn't be that huge it might have Four or five going on, on each team, which is, which is okay. So you're they're literally they're training separately. Um, it's a good motivation for Nutina for the the hurling final if they're beating in the football. So that's the only thing whether they'll play any relevance. I'm not too sure, but Nutina had a good win over over Kula to knock knock Kula out. So 
they'll be confident, but equally, obviously, Kim McCullough, the, the reigning champion, so they're going to be equally confident. It should be a great game again. So, normally, like when you get to county final stages, the invariably two best teams get there, and there's usually a good tight match. And of course, uh, elsewhere in Leinster, what are your thoughts on uh, on the other county finals in Leinster? Yeah, so you're still waiting on a few county finals to be played, and another few county finals they've been played for quite a while. The Western one has been produced and they've played more than half this stage, maybe, but going on two months. So it, it's it's hard to when you're looking in Leinster, you're, you're invariably you're going to look to Kilkenny. There's no question you're going to look to Kilkenny, and you're going to be looking at Dublin now because they're they're stronger than like the cool did well in Leinster. So. Outside of that, it's hard to look. Maybe Offaly, you might get a team coming out Offaly. I'm not too sure. But again, it's, it's, whoever beats the Kilkenny champions will win Leinster. That's normally the case. And of course, looking as you, you just said, Offaly there, the Offaly County Championship is usually very strong. Like we always said, uh, maybe, you know, it's not a reflection on where the county team are in, in, in the realms of Hurling at the moment. But certainly um, at club level, the, the club Hurling Championship in Offaly is always uh, very good. What are your thoughts on the club, the, on the Offaly Championship? Yeah, so the club championship Offaly, like it's always strong and they always do well historically in Leinster and Ireland series so it's not it's not reflective of the county team at the moment but it may be reflective of the county team in a few, two three years time because they're, they're getting they're getting youth through they're doing well underage so they will be going getting very strong in the coming years Offaly will be uh, for the club championship then you're looking again you're looking at uh, it's, it's, it's hard to choose it's hard to choose but you, you go back to normal the old favourites for the last couple of years so I think be favourites again that's it. It's hard. To, it's hard to to earn a, to uh, go against tradition, and uh, I suppose go go against uh, you know the the way things are going. Uh, the the form guide, I suppose, this year as well. And um, I suppose moving on to um, you know Galway as well. Um, Joe Canning is is was really on fire, and of course his nephew playing very well for Portumna as well. Great performance by Portumna in uh, the Galway Championship yesterday. Yeah, so a lot of people are kind of saying, oh, Portoma, they're finished now, Joe's retired from the county scene and the think he's automatically gone away and then they're saying they haven't rebuilt their team since their fantastic team they had five, ten years ago, but they're still there. They always, like, they are a, an unbelievable club. They have good drive, good ambition, they have good players coming through, so whether or not they're strong, they might be as strong as they were, but it's very hard to be as strong as the Portoma in their, at their peak because there's no one there to hold a, a candle to them, so you'd say they're not as strong. That's, that's true, but again, they're still strong enough to give people trouble in Goa. So, like, I go back to St. Thomas, they're, are the favourites, but Portumna are there in, in with reckoning, and if they won, I wouldn't be surprised, but it would take a monument, monumental effort from them to beat Thomas's, but it's a, we'll, we'll wait and see eagerly. That's it, and uh, it, it's always uh, again like like we always say, it's always a very good championship to watch uh, when they're on TV or even to go to watch live if if, if you can if people can make to make it, and uh, they're always very good quality hurling matches to watch. And uh, moving over to the um, the Tipperary uh, championship, it's getting towards county final stage there, and uh, you know it's it's. It's going very well, and it's it's one of the other most interesting um, championships in the in the country as well. Yeah, again, to be again, it's, it's like it's great when you get this part of the year, uh, the season with the club championship because every game is going to be tight and it's going to be physical and it's going to be interesting. And you'll have literally the superpowers of the super clubs within the counties coming up against each other. And same Tipperary, like your clear the clear favourites are Killian. So yeah. When the likes of Tortoise are gone, so that aura of Tortoise is gone for the last two rounds, and then you have teams dropping off who had reasonable chance, but they're dropping off. But you still have Kildang in there, and they're they're confident, and they, they will be confident, and they're a hard team to be. So again, I, I'd be going for Kildang to to win out there in tip. That's it. And uh, moving to Cork now, and uh, the Bears won uh, won the Harland Championship again this year, and of course, as we know, the footballers. Um, the footballers won the the county final last year, so th- this is a this is a good run for the for the hurling team in uh, in F- St Finbars, you know, to bring on that great tradition of uh, of hurling in the club. That's exactly like so. This when you talk about tradition in clubs, like uh, Cork is a prime example. So Blackrock and St Finbars, they have a storied tradition. They have, as I said previously, they have won counties, they've won monsters, they've won all Ireland's. In both hurling and football, they have they're a fantastic advertisement for club sport and 
they represent Cork superbly. So it's great to see the likes of the city team in the bars back because like they've been away. I think it was ninety three they won the last one. That, that's a long period. Um, I know there's no love, love lost between Rockies and the bars, so it'll be tough in around Black Rock this morning having to come to Trump wake up having to lose your your nemesis. But uh, again, for black, for bars, it's superb. Like, and they're they're competing. See, they're competing in two sports. Like, they're doing very well in the football as well. So they were unlucky as well. So, it, like, their story times. Like, so it's rare enough you get a group of individuals together, but get get a group that can play both hurling and football at the same time, same year. It's it's nearly unheard of in GA. That's moment, it. And I mean, like back, back years ago, like when, when when I was playing and things like that. Um, you know, it was common to see players. Uh, you know, in, in certain clubs or certain counties playing playing both hurling and football. Uh, more so at county level, you know, you, you, years ago you could play both uh, at county level and uh, at club level. But um, kind of now the, 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 the kind of preparation that goes into uh, playing even just even just club hurling, it's, uh, it's very hard to have both uh, time for both now unless you kind of have uh, very understanding managers. But uh, I suppose, you know, with the time commitment that's required it's uh, you're really spreading yourself thin nowadays if you're to play both yeah it's near impossible like look, you look at two teams in Tipperary like they can do it and they've been doing it because the crossover players is, is nearly 80% crossover that's rare so normally you have two three players crossing over and if I'm a football manager or vice versa or hurling manager and I have two three players that can't make training because they come to football training no one else is football training that will I find it hard to deal with but if I'm a manager of a hurling team or a football team and the majority of them are football, playing football or, or vice versa hurling. It's easy to, well, it's not easy, but it's that bit more manageable to organise their time. So you go, you base your, your matches off, whatever match you, championship match you come up with, whether it's football or hurling, and you the week prior to that, you'll be focusing solely on hurling or football. And it's so, that's somewhat manageable. It's still a hard task, but you see the upper church and Lockmore have it kind of nailed down. So they're, they're able to play, do both. They're, do quite successfully get to the latter stage of the Tipperary Championship and similar numbers. In clear, you can That's see it. That. And I suppose, w- w- would you say that a part of that maybe is how, how the county board arranged the fixtures so that uh, there isn't a clash, so that that ensures that players can play, uh, you know, how, how they're managed, that the managers or players can play both, as in, you know, my, for example, like hurling one weekend, football another weekend, and that might be all. That might be okay, you know, when it comes to championship doing it that way. But then throughout the year, you have to the take in the league and the county as well. Um, so it's kind of it's, it's kind of an all year round kind of thing, and especially when you throw into the into the fact that uh, you know that there are players that have played for county, played for the county as well. So for for some players, it's an all year round thing uh, playing between county and and club as well. Yeah, I'm not too sure how much the county board would have involved in it. So they, they put it out the pictures. I get that, but literally, it's when the championship gets going, you're literally hurling one week and then could be hurling for two weeks in a row and a break. And while the break is for your the hurlers, you have a break for two week break till your next championship match. In between that break is literally. Football, 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 two weeks. So if you're doing both, so you're literally playing hurling, hurling, and then your break from hurling is football, football, then back to hurling. That, that's hard to go on. So, enormous credit to any club that can, has managed to commit to both and successfully to both. So, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, and it's more a reflection on the structure and the management within the club teams that do that and the communication yeah. amongst the hurling football to make it a success. And moving on to to Clare as well and the championship in Clare, it's not it's not really you don't hear much about the Clare hurling championship in 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 the media, but I suppose it's um, it's going along quietly and uh, but still some exciting games in Clare as well. Yeah, so like big shock in recently was Bellier being knocked out by by Shane O'Donnell. And Aerog, like so, that was a big enough shock. Well, obviously for Ulster's looking in, that's a big shock, but not for Aerog themselves. Um, if you're picking teams again, as you said, it's very quiet about our own Clare hurling, around the club championship, which is fine. Sue stay fine. They go about their business. So you're probably looking at the likes of the bridge and Aerog could potentially be meeting. And for one of them to progress into Munster, will they go far? Again, it's a it's a lottery. They could go far, but I don't think you'll see a Munster champion. Championship side from the panel this year. That's it, and it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I suppose you you know we we'll, we we'll cover um, 
we we'll, we'll make, give a mention to uh, to Kerry as well. Another very uh, a county that has been coming up with regards to Harlem. But I think for for a footballing county, that the um, I know there's only it's only a small section in Kerry or a small area. Um, in, in Kerry, where Harlan has played, but it's still a very interesting Harlan championship with, with some with a lot, an awful lot of top quality hurlers in it. Yeah, that's exactly. So, as you said, it's only played in a small area, but that small area is tight. It's intense. It's fully hurling committed. They don't really talk about much football under there. They play a bit of it, right? But it's predominantly hurling. And similar enough with the areas in Antrim, they're quite similar. So, to be a football area in Antrum, but there's most definitely a hurling area. So, like Kerry, it's it's very competitive. That club championship competitive and I know they get referees in from Limerick and Cork to ref the matches and anything any feedback I've got back from those referees they're raving about the quality and how tight and competitive the matches are and that's that all, all goes well for the Kerry senior team for next year and, and how to set up for like so Steve how he's going to look at who he has available for, for him he's going to be at looking at the club championship and seeing who's actually putting their hand up to say they want to play for Kerry so it's kind of a, a trial in essence for lads trying to break onto the Kerry panel that's it and of course I suppose really <laughs> going, going back to the, the club Monster Club Harland Championship now just briefly it's kind of you know when you see the quality well I know the other counties like you know in, in uh, Limerick and uh, Tipperary and that they're, and Cork there's some good Harland uh, some good Harland clubs there but uh, I suppose when you see the longevity uh, and the quality uh, of players that um you know that they have that uh, Ballygunner have. It's hard to see beyond them for the monster title, but it's still it's still early in the in the monster championship. I don't think it has even started yet. Um, so it's uh, but I suppose looking looking at form and tradition, it's very hard to look past Ballygunner, isn't it? I say Ballygunner are probably the favourites at the moment. If you go to bookies, yeah. they'd be favourites, and the second favourites would be Napierschik, who haven't even won Limerick yet, but they'd be a good second favourite like Napierschik. When they won the first county back in 2011, they went on a run every second year. They won Limerick, but they also won Munster as well. So they think they went three campaigns in Munster without losing in Munster. So, and they went on and won one All Ireland out of that and they got beaten in another All Ireland final. So the Pearson have a lot of tradition and quality as well. So while it's clearly Belly Gunners because they're the county champions, or we know they're coming out, the Pearson will have a good say in as well, I'd say, if they get over Kamalak. Yeah, that that'd be a very interesting, uh, a very interesting uh, monster final if that's uh, if that's what it turns out to be. As as I said, plenty of hurling still to be played in Munster, but uh, you, I suppose the way things pan out and going on form, like you just said there, uh, it's looking like an appearing uh, Ballygunner uh, championship or monster final. So that that should be interesting. And I suppose just going on to headlines, I suppose to say it was sad to see uh, what happened in uh, what happened in Thurles over the weekend in Harlan. Um, it was a child. It was a child. Um, a child was uh, assaulted during a game, or was it a blitz? A blitz. Um, it's, yeah. it's yeah. It's sad to see that. I mean, you know, coaches should know better than to, to be doing something like that. Um, I mean, you know, there's loads of parents there and things like that, and it's. You know, it's not a nice thing to see. You know, especially when you want to. You know, when you when you love hurling and you, you like to see. You like to see the positives. It's it's not nice when you see the negative things like that going on, and especially, you know, with kids. I mean, these these are these are the future of the games, and uh, I suppose you know, you, you think of coaches, they, they they should be having a positive influence on on players instead of you know even other players seeing that ha- even other young players, uh, kids seeing that happening. It's it's not a good reflection on the game, even though it's not Jalen says, but. Is this something that seems to be creeping into underage hurling around the country, or is it like I know it seems like just an isolated incident? I know there's a lot of discipline issues over the last couple of weeks now, and I was actually over in Tipperary at this tournament. I said we were based out of Rockwell, but our club in Dover played three matches, and it was a fantastically ran and organised event. Um, things like these are you'd like to think that as in the GA we all say oh, it's an isolated incident, but unfortunately, going off the last couple of weeks, it seems to be more and more prevalent. Um, what's interesting. Hello and you're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafty, and the show is always kindly sponsored by Best Drive here in Roscommon Town. Well, it's county final weekend, as we know, and uh, there's plenty of action this weekend, including the uh, the senior hurling final, which is on on Saturday, and of course the senior football final, the big the big the big match, uh, two two big matches, and of course the ladies final. And to look through to uh, look through it all with us, we have former Roscommon goalkeeper Ray Allen to go through it with us. Hello, Ray. How are you? You're welcome back to the show. 
great to have you on the show. Yeah, like I just said there, look at yourself and myself, we've been to many uh, senior hurling matches. Uh, always a great, a great championship. And uh, it's going to be very interesting between four roads and... Uh, between four roads and Pori Pierce's this weekend. Obviously, as I said to um, to Sh- to Shami uh, to Shamus Duke as well. You know, uh, any matches when you look at the quality of the free take, and you know, both teams would want to keep their uh, their free count down because any freeze any freeze that happen, you know, both Daniel Glynn and of course uh, Kelly will, you know, they'll they'll be over the bar. It's uh, and it could be, you know, with the quality of both of these teams, it could come down to uh, like a free take and shootout. Carl Dolan, sorry, I should say, yeah. <laughs> that's it and uh, you know I, I suppose you, you, you could you could say either team will win it I'd say it's going to be it's going to be um, a, a close game whoever wins it but yeah you know Parry Pierce's having won it a couple of years ago and uh, four roads but four roads have the quality now that it's great to see them back in the county final and they're doing well and of course don't forget for, for all you've um, for all you GA supporters as well ahead ahead of the county finals there is an up for the match this week that this evening at nine o'clock in Dorley's Corner House Pub uh, here in Roscommon and Seamus Duke is going to be doing MC for it so uh, there's going to be some interesting discussions in that so why not uh, if you're listening why not uh, tune in why not uh, go in there and uh, it's got, it promises to be a great night with uh, Seamus Duke involved that, that, that's, it, that's a great thing to see uh, being done as well isn't it the, the up for the final uh, the up for the match um, tonight ahead of the two games and and, and uh, the guests were well known in advance so we had, we, had a, we had a very good night you know what I mean and it's just if, if, if we knew the guests I'm sure there'd be great guests there Aidan and I'm sure maybe when it went to press the guests weren't, pr- pr- mightn't have been known but it'd, it'd be great to know who, who's going to be there along with Seamus yeah, that's it. It promises to be a good night anyway. And uh, so for anyone who's interested in it, don't forget to pop along to uh, Dorley's Corner House Pub in Roscommon Town where there'll be an up-for-the-match discussion with uh, an MC on the night. Uh, this evening from 9 o'clock will be Seamus, Seamus Duke. So that's the that's the Hurling uh, County Final covered. And uh, now on to, I suppose, what, what uh, has to be said is going to be a very unique uh, pairing, but... Uh, Two teams that it has to be said they are on merit. Um, obviously, first of all, you look at Boyle. Uh, you know they're the Aurora Cup champions. They have some great players. The uh, McKeown. Um, I suppose it's going to be a unique occasion for the Smiths, as in you know Keane is uh, Keane is managing them, and uh, Donny is going to be the the captain, of course, and as well. But it's not just those three um, people involved. It's it's about the whole team, and that they have quality really tr- right throughout the pitch. But also, I suppose, really. Comparing that to Strokestown and the, the players they have, obviously Jeremy McGann, uh, you know the Comptons, you, you know they they have some they have some great experience as well. It's going to be it's I suppose whatever way it goes, it's going to be it's going to be a close game. But you, you'd have to kind of base based on form, I suppose, in the league and that. And um, you know I, I know Strokestown have uh, been going you know going match and match. Uh, kind of under the radar and they've been getting on with the job nice and quietly going through the rounds but I suppose a lot of people a lot of people will go for Boyle but uh, you know it has to be said Strokesham won't uh, won't make it easy No I, I actually go for Strokesham myself Aidan to be honest with you Yeah I think they've, they've um, like a Boyle won the World Cup okay and everything else uh, but Strokestown have a lot of talent right throughout the squad as have Boyle obviously but like I think Carl Compton with Colin, the, for, the brother in the forward line, McGann is on fire this year. He's really, really probably. I'd say McGann's been the best forward in the county, Aidan, maybe apart from Ben O'Carroll. You know, he's been out, outstanding. He scored 220. Yeah. And you have Sean Malooly, you have uh, David Neary, you have uh, Paddy Brogan, all former Scotland players at different levels. Um, and they were really impressive against the Gales. When it looks like the Gales were going to run away with it in the second half. They got a break, okay, at Strokestown, and they won with that goal from uh, Paddy Brogan from out the field. So I think I think um, I think it'll be it'll be an interesting game, obviously, because it's a novel final between Boyle and Strokeson. All North has come in a fair, but on the Boyle side, Aidan, you have to go and look at uh, Donny Smith. What an what an incredible footballer as well. I know I mentioned uh, Ben O'Carroll and, and Dermot McGann, but you have to put Donny Smith in that category as well as the player of the championship in the forwards. And Keane McKeown, outstanding, you know. Um, oh, Derek Craig as well, and of course they'll be looking for a big performance, Aidan, from Enda Smith, who was relatively quiet the last day. And for, for Boyle to win, they need a 10 out of 10 performance from him, Hugh McKeown, and Donny Smith. Their backs to, to play well as well. Obviously, Sean Purcell has been tremendous there in central act position. 
37 years of age, great stalwart for Roscommon as well over the years. And Rock Hanmore, who never really played for Roscommon, but he's been a great linchpin in the middle of the field. My own feel of Aidan, Strokestown have been in, Strokestown are hard beaten when they get to finals. They've got that tradition of winning the last 20, 30 years as well. My own, my own view is I tip Strokestown, I just feel that more all around the field. But if Boyle win, who could begrudge a team winning for the first time in 95? Years. That's it, and uh, you know both teams are both teams are very good, and uh, you know I suppose really uh, you could say like when it comes to a final, it's a totally different beast as we always say uh, to to the previous rounds of of, uh, of a championship. But um, I suppose you, you get the feeling that you know kickouts could be key to this, and it'll be it can be won or lost in midfield. Yeah, midfield's going to be big. Like Cahill Compton, what a player! He, he really. Scammy Gales couldn't live with him in the middle of the field um, in the semi-final. So it'll be interesting duel in the middle. If he can win the bulk of possession as Strokestown did the last day, that was the platform that won that semi-final for them. Um, midfield dominance. And uh, Scammy Gales, outside of midfield dominance, Scammy Gales did very well, but they just couldn't couldn't compete in the middle of the field with Butler and, and Compton. Um, and the Gales were relying on breaking ball and, and even that Strokestown were getting a lot of it in. You know? So even though it was a tight game, Strokestown, you know, on paper, should have won by a bit more, in my opinion. Uh, so I think I think Carl Compton is going to be the main man. If he plays well on Sunday, I can't see anybody touching Strokestown. I think he it's going to be a big job for Rock Hanmore and his midfield partner to break that dominance of Butler and Compton. Aiden, they really are a fine midfield partnership. And Carl Compton on his day, Aiden, he's as good as midfielder as is in the game. You know, he's a really good fielder, and uh, he, I would say I would say it's a shame Roscommon hadn't had him the, haven't had him the last few years because I think he's the best midfielder in Roscommon. Um, and he'd be a great man with Eddie Noel in the middle of the field and maybe allow allow Holton um, um, Harney to go into the forwards. So I think I think if if he plays on Sunday, then I, I back Strokestown to win. That's it. And like you know, county finals or, or any final or any match in the championship can come down to uh, the the fine fine margins. And uh, you know, it, it should be it should be what's what's going to be a, what's expected to be a, a huge. Uh, a, a great game, and it should be very. It should be a very close game, though, shouldn't it? It should be close, yeah. But mm. finals, finals can have dynamics of their own, where one team can run away with it. And uh, if if Boyle, um, you know, it should be a tight game, but you don't know. It, it could be yeah. a close game. It could be a one-sided game. You never know. Yeah, and of course, uh, weather weather will play a huge part in it as well. Yeah. Because yeah, the the height is the height is a very open pitch. Even though there's a, a stand and a terrace each side, um, you know it's it's still a, a very open either end. You know, and there there can be a very uh, there can be a very bad wind um, coming. It's very open that way, so it's going to be tougher to, for free takers as well. Absolutely, it's always bad. Uh, strong wind in the height, so it's, it's yeah. But the players they have are used to the height end. That's it. Yeah. Football there, so like if there's no excuses really. All those players. Are, played in the height for years you know so there's no real it's nothing new for them it's not like they're going into Crow Park or someplace for the first time so it's it's the weather will have an impact but it'll be the same for both teams conditions will be the same for both teams how they adapt to it like you have to say Boyle and Strokestown adapted very well to the semi-final in wet weather their, their handling was very good you know the skill sets were very good so I shouldn't imagine it'd be any different on Sunday and moving on to another story we've seen in the local in the local papers as well um, another another player linked to the Roscommon job uh, Davy Burke obviously an All-Ireland final an All-Ireland uh, winning coach with the uh, the Kildare on the 20s um, yeah you know with, with that sort of pedigree I know it's it's a bit of a step up between uh, from, from on the 20s to managing a, a county an inter-county uh, team but uh, you know with that sort of pedigree and uh, with the players that uh, he, he'll have you know it'll be interesting actually to see what sort of a squad he assemb- whoever gets it is, assembles um, but he, whoever gets it will, will have a, not, not too bad of a squad to, to work with and maybe add in a few more players as well Roscommon yeah have a very good squad Aidan. they're not I don't think they're performing to the level they should be performing last yeah. year you know I think performances were very poor in the last two matches really really poor and you saw from the county championship there is good talent in the county that, that's not in the top tier not in top four or five teams but certainly good enough to challenge to get into it like you know and um, it's all I think a lot of it is Roscommon's um, you know performance 